Welcome to our Coffee with Alan time today. Um, recording a little bit differently with the new microphone system here, so I'm trying to try to uh, see how it works here today. So, uh, so on Sunday I talked about uh, the B attitudes and the woe attitudes um, of uh, you know the scriptures, and so one thing I, I you know, was noticing, I, just, well, I wanted to talk a little bit deeper about the beatitudes and the woe attitudes, because uh, in Luke chapter six here is the first is really the only time that we see both put together. I talked about this this juxtaposition, this comparison and contrasting between the blessings and uh, Jesus giving woes as well. Because actually, in in Matthew chapter five, we see the beatitudes, right? We see this whole list. Uh, of beatitudes, you know, blessed are the poor, blessed are the mo- those who mourn, blessed are those who are humble, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, uh, blessed are the merciful, pure in heart, peacemakers, uh, pro- you know, persecuted. And so we see this whole, you know, very robust list. Um, but in Luke, he, he covers just a little bit shorter of a list, but he also includes what Matthew doesn't, uh, this list of woes. And like I said, on, uh, you know, on Sunday, is there's this comparing and contrasting of the two. Um, we see this, you know, this Jesus is not just giving some general platitudes um, and kind of these, these morality and ethics type deal, uh, but he's grounding this, his teaching in kingdom ethics, um, in this, this realm of this is what the kingdom of God is like. Uh, and he goes, he goes on several times uh, in, in other chapters of scripture talking about, you know, the kingdom of God is like this, you know, basically putting up, this is its value, this is what it's worth. Um, but this is, this is an illustration, and we're going to get into, um, I guess, like I talked about on, on Sunday, like the constitution uh, on the mount. Not necessarily like the sermon, like Jesus giving the sermon of ethics and platitudes, but this is the way of God. This is going to be the way of the way followers of the way, the followers of the kingdom of God, the followers of the kingdom of heaven. Um, and so <laughs> that's why I said it like, I love the, you know, calling it the constitution of um, the kingdom of God, or the constitution on the mount, um, or the, the equipping on the mount, because Jesus is setting forth, this is what the kingdom of God is going to be like. This is the kingdom of God that I am bringing in, and later on I will ratify with my blood on the cross. Um, and so he, he sets this up in two, two separate things. You know, blessed are the poor. And then if you look further on in, chapter, in, in verse 24, but woe to you who are rich. So this contrast between the poor and the rich, you know, because the kingdom of God is yours, or you have received your comfort. You've enjoyed the kingdom of this world. Um, again, going back to you, you are blessed. You blessed are, are you who are hungry now. Woe to you who are full, or who are now full, for you will be hungry. Um, blessed are you who weep now, um, because you will laugh. Woe to you who are now laughing, for you will mourn and weep. Um, blessed are you when people hate you, when they exclude you, insult you, and slander your name as evil because of the Son of Man. Contrast again. Woe to you when all people speak well of you, for this is the way their ancestors used to treat the false prophets. Um, now, I kept thinking about the, these two lists. And I, this is why I wanted to, to go a little bit deeper in, uh, in the teaching on this, uh, a little bit, little bit deeper in what is, this, what is this saying? Like, what is this going on? Like, 
you know, we didn't see this in Matthew, and so a lot of, for a lot of us, we may not have even read this. Is like we might just read read over it really quickly. Like, oh, this is Beatitudes. Cool, I've I've read that Matthew five, right? But Jesus is setting up this interesting thing, and and what I talk about on Sunday is that the Beatitudes. Okay, going back a little bit more. <laughs> Sorry. So you know, whenever we read scripture, a lot of times it feels like we should kind of rip it out of its context. You know, the Beatitudes are like this, oh, this is, this is the great Beatitudes, like blessed, blessed, blessed. But we rip it out of its context. And what is going on here in this context? Um, as we talked about, so Jesus went up on the mountain and he was praying. And then came back, you know, he played, prayed all night and then came back chose the 12 disciples out of all the, all the disciples that were f- currently following him and then brought all of his disciples down from the mountain, down from the foothills into this, uh, this area. Um, actually, a lot, of, a lot of scholars, a lot of people, historians and archaeologists believe it was there next to the Sea of Galilee, pretty close to the, to the Sea of Galilee. There's even a church up on top of this hill that's called the Church of the Beatitudes. And just right down below it, there's like this tree and people are like, oh yeah, that's where Jesus probably preached this because the acoustics are perfect like right there and they could pre- you know, spread out on the hill. But remember, the majority of this, of you know, the Beatitudes themselves and the woes, this first, at least this first section is, is given to the disciples. Like it says in verse 20, then looking up at his disciples. So this could be the 12, could be all of them, you know, all, all the 72 or, or however many people were following him at that point. Um, but at this point, he's not necessarily talking to the crowds, um, but more specifically to his disciples that were following him. And, and here's the reason why, I think, is because what he does here, he's setting up, this is going to be, like I said, this is the constitution of Jesus's ministry. This is the equipping of the disciples for what the kingdom of God, what this new covenant people of God, his kingdom that he is inaugurating uh, and, and setting forth, this is what this kingdom will be like. Even far after he has gone on, you know, after he has died on the cross, after he's risen from the dead, and then as, after he's ascended into heaven. And so he's setting up this kingdom ethic, this kingdom way of being, this kingdom way of doing. Um, and so that's what he's saying for me, for some of you, like I said on, on Sunday, this group of people that Jesus was calling were so diverse. You know, the poor and the middle class and the, and the rich, the, the powerful and the not so powerful, the fishermen and the zealot, the politically, you know, act, political activist um, mixed with the fishermen, mixed with uh, Judas Iscariot, uh, mixed with the, the, the tax collector. Um, who was probably filthy rich. <laughs> you know, he gave Jesus a banquet, but he probably didn't spend all of his money you know, doing so. He probably, there was probably a surplus. And so you know, Matthew probably brought quite a bit of financial you know, stability and support to Jesus' ministry because he left all of that behind. So he no longer had a home. He no longer had all these things necessarily. He may have still had his home. Maybe Jesus, when he came back to Capernaum, stayed in Matthew's home. We don't know. Um, the only home that he really ever talks about is Peter's home that he came and visited or potentially even his own home, um, as it says in Mark chapter 2. But we see this diverse group of people, and for some, it was going to be easy. It was going to be an easy transition into the kingdom of God because of, this, of the way in which they were already living. They were already poor. They were already hungry. They were already weeping and, and mourning. And like I said, what if, you know, one of the disciples, you know, some of the disciples, when Jesus called them, um, 
healed them, you know, like the, like the man who um, was on was bedridden. Maybe he was also just wanted to die. Maybe uh, you know, one of the, the fishermen by the sea was you know, roping, you know, was curling up his rope, and he was just looking at his rope saying, man, I just want to make a noose out of this and kill myself and end it already because I'm just done. I'm just done just trying to, trying to exist and just, you know, do, you know, buy, you know, go and catch fish and like the daily grind. I'm just sick of it. I'm just done with it. Um, or like you said, like maybe the guy with leprosy was like, I, I just want to die. I just want to, I've just given up. And, you know, like I've been quarantined for so long and I've been lonely and isolated for so long. I just want to die. And that's one thing I think we've, we've even seen you know, in our culture today in, in all the quarantines and all of the, the, the things going on in the pandemic is just this, this mass devastation of, uh, of people's lives, of people's hearts, of people's emotions. There's depression, there's suicide uh, that, is, that have skyrocketed in, in, our t in our season, in this season right now in, in American life. And you know, on this side, you know, year, a year removed, um, from the from the onset of the COVID um, shutdowns and everything over over a year, right? Um, and we're coming up. I think now, what, you know, you know, we we were yeah, we're released a year ago was when the quarantine, you know, the, the the stay at home orders were rescinded. So this is now a year removed from the stay at home orders being rescinded. But we're still reeling from the fallout from this. We're still reeling from the consequences. Um, of, of all these shutdowns. And, and so as we, as we process through these things, knowing that Jesus is calling people from, from all walks of life, from those who are happy, but, but those who are not, those who are currently mourning. Can you identify with that? Can you identify with this, this, this state of, mourn, of mourning and weeping? And, and Jesus saying, bless, you're, you're blessed. Not because you're mourning, not because you're suffering, not because of your weeping, but because you will laugh. You will have joy again. You will have joy again. Let me encourage you with that today. You will have, if you're, if you're currently in that state right now today, where you're mourning, where you're weeping, I promise you and encourage you with this, that you will laugh again, that you will smile again. And I pray that that's, that day is soon. I pray that that day is sooner than you think. Um, and so there were certain amounts of, you know, certain of the disciples that Jesus was calling, and as Jesus is calling you today to follow him, to love him, to serve him, to be with him. Um, we're, we're seeing this uh, in God's people here who he's calling. Some of you, it's going to be an easier adjustment. You're already in this state of humility. You're already in this state of uh, of of want of uh, you know of being poor of uh, you know poor in spirit or poor financially, um, hungry and, and weeping and mourning um, when you are excluded. What do you say? When, when people hate you, when people are against you, when people are hostile toward you. Um, I even wrote that down today in my in my preparation for next week's sermon. Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> you know, loving your enemies. You know, the word enemies. Um, you know, this uh, this has the connotation of. Um, let me see here if I can find it again. <laughs> um, uh, maybe it hasn't hasn't uh, 
synced. Oh, wait, miss up here. There it is. <laughs> Enemies, hateful, haters, you know, those who are hostile to you and those you love. One at war. But here's, the, the, here's another one, too. One who has long been alienated, alienated and refuses to be reconciled. So blessed are you when people exile you from their life who condemn and judge and, and separate your, you know, them from you. Like this is the opposite of love. So love being that steadfast devotion, this preference, this engaging, this embracing. And this is the opposite of that. It's, this is the pushing away, the, the refusing to be reconciled, um, insulting you, slandering your name as evil because of the Son of Man. And so basically Jesus is saying, this is what the kingdom of God is going to be like. This is the way in which, you know, this is the state of, of, being, uh, of being in existence that you will live in following Jesus. Um, but there are others like Levi, like you know, Matthew, who, or, or, you know, or guys like Simon the Zealot, or you know, potentially you know, uh, Judas Iscariot. Uh, these different people that Jesus called out of their wealth out of prominence um, because remember they were a diverse group it wasn't just he was calling all these poor and lonely and humble people he was calling the wealthy and the people who didn't think that they had any anything you know that they didn't have a need think about the rich young ruler you know jesus called him just like he did another person who was probably just like him you know calling these people who didn't feel like they had anything that that religion could get, could do for them do you associate that in america here America is built up in this, this culture of personal individual sovereignty. I don't need you, and I'm ruling over my world around me. Uh, and so you need to adjust to me. And, 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 and so it's this personal, not just autonomy and freedom, but almost like has ascended into this personal sovereignty. Like, I am sovereign over you. Um, and I have no need of any religion that you have to offer me. I have no need of your God. I have no need of your Jesus. Um, and that's what Jesus is talking about, is this, you know, you blessed are you when people say these things and do these things, be, you know, because of the Son of Man. Um, and, you know, versus, you know, woe to you when people speak well of you, when you have no popularity issues. Um, what, you know, for this is the way that their ancestors used to treat the false prophets. Basically saying the religious, the political religious those who would just play the politics of religion and just try to appease and please everyone in order to stay in prominence. This was the state of the Sadducees, this, this group called the, the Sadducees. They were the political of their day. They were trying to stay in favor with the Romans. They were trying to stay in favor with the chief priests. They were trying to stay in favor with everyone. They were the political priests. Um, and so, um, so not stepping on toes, not not standing on anything. What's the phrase? How the phrase go? You know, if you don't stand for any, if you don't stand for anything, you'll fall for anything. Um, so, um, and so just this, this is the way that the kingdom of God is going to be. And so for some of you, it's going to be an easier adjustment. For some of you, it's going to be more difficult. So he's not saying he's not cursing them. He's not saying cursed are you. He's not saying forget you rich. He's not saying you know. You, you know, you who are, who are full and, and you don't have any, you're not hungry, forget you, get away, go away, cursed are you. He's not cursing anyone. He's just saying, whoa, it's going to suck for you. Uh, it's gonna, or it's going to be more of a difficult adjustment for you into this new kind of lifestyle. Um, and so 
And then you can see that in our own in our own society, in our own world, uh, our own faith even today, um, in that when we come to faith in Jesus, you know, oftentimes you know preachers are you know can say, oh, well, come to Jesus, your life is going to be great, your life is going to be epic, your life is going to be easy. Um, and and there's elements of our faith where like he's like he's promising here, you know. He's not saying that it will be easy. It's not going to be enjoyable, but you will be what? Blessed. He uses that word blessed, happy, glad, right? This, this fulfilled, this fulfillment, this, this, uh, this joy, this, this flourishing uh, type verbiage. Um, but he also uses the, the flip side. He's like, you're poor, but the kingdom of God is yours. You're, you're hungry, but you will be filled. You weep, but you will laugh. You have a group of people around. You'll have community and love and joy and people who know you and, and love you and you're loved and known by others. You know, bless when you when people hate you and everything and slander you because of the Son of Man. What is it? Rejoice in that day and what? Leap for joy. Take note, your reward is great in heaven. For this is the way that their ancestors used to treat the prophets. So rejoice in these things. It's it's not that your life is going to be easy and that it's always going to be just like ha ha ha. But he said, what when you when you're hated and everything, leap for joy. And what happened? I want to see a result. I just want I want to show you a result of this. Um, this is uh, Acts chapter four, <coughs> uh, and it says it says that, so basically this so Peter and I think it's Peter and John. Uh, and a bunch of these people were going into the into the temple, and they healed this guy on their way in, and they're like leaping for joy and going crazy. And all of a sudden, the, the religious ruler, the religious people, you know, the the chief priests and, and Pharisees, like grabbed them and like arrested them and beat them, um, and then they were released. And what is it? They came back to the church, and it said, and they said, um, "What is it, Master? You, this is the prayer that they prayed. They raised their voices together to God and said, Master, you are the one who made heaven.'" And earth and the sea and everything in them. You said through the the Holy Spirit, by the mouth of your father of your father Dave, David, your servant. Why do the Gentiles rage and the people plot futile things? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers assemble together against the Lord and against His Messiah. For in fact, in this city, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, assemble together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed. It's like a gospel prayer. This is this is epic. Um, to do so, you know, to do whatever your hand, uh, whatever your hand and your will had predestined to take place. This was God's plan. And now, I love this. And now, Lord, consider their threats and grant your servants that your servants may speak your word with all boldness while you stretch out your hand for healing and signs and wonders are, per- are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And here, when they prayed, the place where they were assembled was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God boldly. Part of this, they were thanking God. Thank you that we were considered worthy to suffer for your name. Now give us boldness to, to do it more. They were blessed when they suffered. I mean, think about Paul and Silas in the Philippian jail. They were blessed. They were singing praises. They were singing worship when they were arrested. Not only arrested, beaten, scourged, flogged, bleeding, you know, from the back, profusely. And they were sitting in the stocks, worshiping. 
they were filled with joy. They couldn't leap because they were in stocks, but they would have been leaping. I can imagine this, you know, this, this time when, when, the, when the disciples and the, and the apostles were together after Peter and, and them returned from the temple, um, and they were singing songs, rejoicing, leaping for joy, as it says in Luke. And so it's, it's forgetting trying to play the cultural game of prominence. Forget trying to play the, the popularity game, um, trying to earn favor and gain favor by being a political person in the sense of political being the way that you live your life. Not standing for anything, not trying to ruffle feathers, not trying to you know, cause a stink or anything like that. Um, not intentionally trying to like, you know, be like this offensive person, but speaking the truth boldly, speaking love, loving people and rejoicing with them. And like we're gonna read, read on Sunday, loving your enemies, loving those who are hostile toward you, blessing and not cursing, uh, and you will be blessed. Um, and so that's, so this is Jesus setting up um, this beautiful picture of the kingdom of God and, and saying, this is the kingdom of God. You know, you who are already there, you're already gonna be blessed. And it's gonna be difficult for some of you, but wrap your mind around it. Wrap your mind around this new way of being. Wrap your mind around this new lifestyle. You know, that word metanoia, change your mind, shift your thinking th to this kingdom, to this kingdom ethic, um, away from the one that you've known. And so maybe that's a word for us that we can hear today is what is it about our life that needs to shift? What is it about the kingdom ethic that we may or may not be living in our lives um, that we need to shift our thinking, to change direction, to, to look at life through the lens of the kingdom of God and rather than necessarily, you know, the, the, the way that we've been living and accustomed to the world around us. Um, to social media, to the, like we talked about on Sunday, the narrative that this world wants us to live by, the narrative that social that that people in social media or the people in mass media, uh, people in television and, and movies and and culture want us to live by. How do we live by the, a kingdom ethic, an eternal mindset of what is truly important? After this world, you know, passes away. Say things go nuts, and you know, nuclear war breaks out, and all of humanity and, and and society as we know it is gone, and we're in eternity. What will be left that we'll take with us into eternity? That is how we need to live our lives today. Live with an eternal kingdom mindset, and you will be blessed. So. Hope this has encouraged you guys today and look forward to uh, seeing you uh, at Act Groups this week or uh, on, and on Sunday as we continue our series through the book of Luke. Love you guys. Bye.